the kids know what's going on, man. Like, I think the kids feel it. Like, they know that there's something that's not right. This episode of the Rise Up Podcast features Robert Blake, owner of Solar Bear, executive director of Native Sun Community Power Development, and board member of the Midwest Renewable Energy Association. Blake, a tribal citizen of the Red Lake Nation, was joined by Nick and Amanda from the MREA to learn more about tribal investments in renewable energy projects. Bob, we know you and uh, many others are beginning to know you uh, because of your solar company, design and install company, founded Solar Bear, and uh, from your nonprofit work. So what makes you so passionate about solar and uh, what opportunities does it present to the tribes? Wow. Um, you know, I it's I always talk about, you know, Barack Obama and, uh, you know, Chavez. Right. Si se pueda. Yes, we can. You know what I mean? Like I always think about those two when I when I talk about this, because, you know, I always tell tribal nations that, you know, we are in the wrong business. We are in a the gaming business, which is a billion dollar industry. Right. We need to be in the energy business, which is a trillion dollar industry. Now, you know, three, four, five years ago, I was a crazy man talking about this. Like, <laughs> they looked at me like I was nuts. Um, but ever since the pandemic happened and these casinos have been teetering on bankruptcy, I now look like a genius. They're now looking at this as like, okay, the sun does shine every day. Uh, maybe Bob has, maybe Bob, you know, isn't chicken little. And he's telling everybody that, you know, we're going to deal with more viruses. I mean, listen, everything that I was telling the tribes, I've, I've been off by tw- by 10 years. I've been telling them all this stuff's going to happen in 2030. So I thought that literally we were going to have time to really prepare for all this. The unfortunate thing is, is that we don't have time. And, you know, it's happening right now. And so... There is a level of trying to get your head wrapped around this from the tribes. You know what I mean? But, you know, I I remembered in one of the meetings, um, one of the guys said that, Bob, you're speaking from the heart. You know, that that really stuck with me. And it, it really has kept me going because I am speaking from the heart. And all I want is what's good for Native people. Um, but I just want what's good for everyone right now. And um, we're all in this together. And unfortunately, climate change knows no boundaries. So the invisible lines that we have on our reservations, right, that that says that we're here and you guys are there or whatever it is, like, you know, the weather doesn't care. And so that's why I've just been so passionate about this and trying to push tribal nations forward in this space, because we have a unique relationship with the federal government. We are the only people with this unique relationship, and that is power. And I want tribal nations to see how powerful they can be and how much of a leader they can be in this climate movement. Honestly, Nick, you know, when, when we talk about this here, uh, you know, I'm, I, I know the utilities have our best interests in mind, but they're not going to move quick enough. They're not going to move fast enough. You know, renewable energy is a disruptive technology and we're disrupting their business model with this, with this technology. And the tribal nations are going to be able to use all this technology, test it out, make sure that it's good. And then we can scale it up and use it for the masses. Right. And so that's why this is really important uh, to really have tribal nations, not to mention, Nick, tribal utilities commissions. Right. Like when we're talking about pipelines, 
you know, legally. You know, tri- tribes can create tribal utilities commission that, that can act in conjunction with public utilities commissions, and we can have a say over energy infrastructure. You know what I mean? So, so you, you know, guys, I, I, I sound crazy, right, when I talk about all this stuff, but there is a lot of logic and, and systems mapping that went inside my thought process. <laughs> wow. I think uh, that speaks a lot to me. I was reading an article um, kind of getting informed on where things are at with tribal nations and renewable energy, and it's kind of developing as this emerging movement in some of the articles that I was reading, but I didn't realize how emerging and recent it really is. Uh, the... I wanted to kind of connect this to the article that you wrote for us for the Rise Up publication, and that came out at the end of last year. And something at the very end of your article really, really stuck out to me, and I wanted you to expand on that a little bit. You said, and again, this was when we were, the U.S. was still pulling out of the Paris Climate Agreement. You said, with the United States leaving the Paris Climate Agreement, what would it look like to have all 473 tribal nations signing on to it instead? Tribes can't take back this land physically, but we can take back this land morally, and the time is now. And just like what you said, it's super powerful, all the power that tribes have. Could you please um, expand on that a little bit? Yeah, 573, actually, and, and counting. Um, and because I don't know if you just saw, the government just gave back a bunch of land to tribal nations recently, the Department of Interior. So um, uh, applaud to that. It, it, it was, it was, you know, at the time, you know, we were in the Trump administration, you know, and, and you have to understand, everyone, that Native people have to play both sides of the fence, right? Because we, we have to play the sides of the Republicans, we have to play the sides of the Democrats, because we have to, you know, we have to think about collectively, how do we take care of our people? You know what I mean? So, but I I, I just felt that, like, climate change was such uh, an existential threat to all of our survival that we had to pick a side here now. Uh, you know, we've been waiting for this moment, you know. Uh, we've been waiting for this opportunity to, to, to really, you know, say Turtle Island is our responsibility and not yours, right? And, 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 and so um, that's what that was all about, you know. And um, I went down to the Native American Presidential Forum talking to a bunch of politicians down there, tribal leaders down there, um, you know, explaining to them, you know, what, 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 you know, I believe are need to be talking points, what, what I need, what I believe needs to be happening. Those are just some of the things that I was saying to them. Uh, And here's the crazy thing, Amanda. I heard some other tribal leaders say those quotes. Like I heard them say those. (laughs) And, and what's amazing is, you know, I hear people saying the things that I'm saying out there now across the country. And I feel so like honored, you know, you know, I'm not that guy that's like, you know, you're going to steal my idea. And then, oh, no, there's no, you know, it's going to be taken. I don't care. Take my ideas. Take everything that I got because I'm going to keep on building solar. I'm going to keep on moving forward. I'm going to keep on pushing policy. I'm going to keep on doing what I'm doing. Nothing's stopping me, man. You know what I'm saying? So like, please take my ideas, take whatever I say, use them for yourself, whatever it gets to get people moving. Like, we don't have time. And so uh, that's really what I was trying to get across, was trying to light that fire within Native people and say, you know what, man? You know, you've all talked a good game. We've all said this and that through the years. But this, the, the time is now. You know what I mean? Like, it's either put up or shut up, you know? And, 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 um, and so that's the come I was basically um, challenging, so to speak. 
You are listening to the Rise Up Podcast. We'll get back to the podcast after this short sponsor break. On Sunday, September 26, 2021, Renew Wisconsin will host their Ride with Renew bike ride fundraiser in Madison, Wisconsin. This annual bike tour will highlight some of Wisconsin's leading renewable energy installations with all event proceeds supporting Renew Wisconsin's ongoing work to protect and defend renewable energy in Wisconsin. Learn more and register at renewwisconsin.org slash ride with renew. And now back to the podcast. Yeah, it can be uh, pretty empowering and also frightening when you realize that you're the one that you've been waiting for. Uh, and so there you have it for you, Bob. You you talked a little bit about some of the special relationship that tribes have. I mean, Deb Holland at uh, Department of Interior now is the first tribal member that's ahead of that department. It's a big deal, like you said. The, I think that all of the, the kind of like required quote unquote consultancy is back in play with the new Biden administration. And I, I particularly wanted to talk about some of the, the things that have been happening out West with like public power agencies, as you mentioned, and have, have your perspective on opportunities in the Midwest, you know, not to get too geeky, but basically, you know, the section 17 corporation that can be recognized by FERC as a public power agency is really um, available to almost any tribal nation and tribal utility. And I think the most famous one, and I'm, and you can correct me if I butcher this name, the Oseti Sakwin Multi-Tribal Power Authority uh, was formed by eight different South Dakota Sioux tribes. You know, they, they, they form this, this partnership and have developed over a gigawatt of renewables and uh, renegotiated contracts that benefit their tribes. And I think that started eight years ago. And now you, Bob, you're working on solar projects and working with tribes. Do you see, what do you see happening in the Midwest as far as tribal energy sovereignty? What, what promising things are taking place? This thing is spreading through tribal country like I have never seen something like this spread before. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that's what's so exciting about it is all these native people across the country are wanting to do solar and and wanting to like install it and 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 you know be a part of this environmental justice, like, you know, environmental like, you know, fight. So that's what's really, really exciting about it. And and like I said, you know, we send about thirty-five million dollars off the reservation each year to our to our electric provider. I know, and I and I told the tribe, what would it look like if we kept seventeen and a half million right here? What if we self-generated, right? Employed our own linemen, our own electricians. You know what I mean? And and what kind of entrepreneurial opportunities could we see off of that? You know, like could could we create um, a an IT company? Could we create? you know, uh, a cell phone company, you know what I'm saying? Like those kinds of things, right? Data centers, we're going to need data centers, you know, these, these all, this is the future, you know? So like, this is what I'm trying to explain to the tribe. Like, this is what we can be doing. We could be creating these, these tribal uh, energy microgrids, you know, a uh, tribal utilities. And then off of that, we can create uh, the, this, this IT because we want them to be smart grids, right? So we want to transfer the energy around, right? You know, and in that process, we'll be creating little companies and jobs along with it. We're going to, we're going to keep, we're going to need people to go out there, brush the panels off, clean the panels, you know, O&M, operation and maintenance. Nick, you know all about this. You know where I'm going with this. And, 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 and these are all going to be job creators within the community. So that, that, that's how come I'm really excited about this. And I just, solar is, I'm sorry, everyone, but solar is the answer. And, and that's how come I love this, 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 
this technology so much and it's dropping in price, it's scaling up. I mean, come on, man, this is what we need and we need to be pushing this everywhere. So that's why I really explain to tribes, you need to be doing this. You need to be in this ball. But Nick, I'm preaching to the choir now because there are like me, me, there's guys like me that are jumping into this in every tribe now. There are guys jumping into us all over the place now. I'm, you know, the, the, I'm getting calls from people that are like, hey, uh, I just wanted to talk and meet you. You know, I read about you. I heard about you. And I'm just like, you know, it's Solar Bear is so inspiring. And they're just talking about all this stuff. And I'm just like, this. it, it means so much to me that, that you know, that Solar Bear um, can be an inspiration to, 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 these, uh, to these kids. You know, I was speaking to a bunch of Native kids in Minneapolis one day. I was explaining to them, you know, the importance of education. You know, hey, I got three college degrees, you know, da, 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 you know. They weren't listening to me. But when I started talking about Solar Bear, they stopped and they were listening. And they were, and, and I had some of those kids come to me like, could I own my own business? Could I do something like that to help the planet? Could I be involved like that? You know what I mean? And that's what I thought was really cool. So I'm starting to see, Nick, a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit sprouting up in Native country too. That's what's really exciting about this. Bob, I feel like you've hit so many nails on the head in how you're communicating all the benefits of solar. I work a lot with schools through my day job here at the MREA, and communication is very important in the messaging that you're sending. In addition to just the financial paybacks and the ROI, you're looking at right workforce development opportunities um, and all sorts of different things. And these are all things that you've touched on here. Um, and some other benefit that I was reading about uh, is, is preventing some fossil fuel mercury buildup in the, the Red Lakes walleye fishing population. So things like that really help drive different points home. I'm wondering if if, if you could speak a little bit to the importance of how you're communicating these messaging um, to different tribes, and then if there's anything in particular rising above the other messagings that's been most impactful or influential in getting folks on board. Yeah, um, you know, I was out in Fourth Berthold, you know, and I gave a talk to them about renewable energy at an oil and gas conference, everyone. That's, that's crazy. At an oil and gas conference, that's where I was at. And, you know, I told them that, you know, you guys are burning all those fossil fuels, but it's flowing east and it's coming into our lake, you know? So there are consequences to you guys extracting oil here. There's, there are consequences to your flaring, you know? And it, it's ruining, you know, water, for other tribal places. And, and that's not the native way. You know, we all look out for our relatives. We're all responsible for one another. Now, I didn't give a big, you know, ear beating at that conference to those people. But, you know, I told them how I felt, you know, that, you know, Red Lake, you know, we we love our lake. Ojibwe people, you know, that's part of our creation story to to go to where we can grow food in the water. And that's the wild rice. You know, and, and the walleye population has been a staple of our diet for hundreds of years. And so this is very important to our people. And I, I just wanted them to know that. So that's part of the message that I say, right? Like, you know, we have a choice here of what, we're, what we want to do. Um, you know, we can continue on with fossil fuels or we can get on to the, to the future in, in, in renewable energy. You know, so we have the decision to make. So that's part of the message I say. And then the other part about this is, you know, the kids, right? Like, you know, they're the future. And, and, and that's how come like, you know, native people are always say that we all, we're only here for the next generation. We're only living here to make it better for the next generation. 
And and that's how come like the solar cup program is so important to me because, you know, it's teaching STEAM, you know, science, technology, engineering, arts and math, but it's also teaching culture and language. So, you know, you have the solar bear family, the solar bear family, they're all like, you know, mom, dad, you know, uh, a kid and a daughter, a son and daughter. And, 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 you know, they're teaching culture and language. So they're speaking Ojibwe to each other. You know what I mean? And, and they're teaching, you know, the culture and that's what I, you know, and they're with the, the, the different clan animals and they're interacting with each other and they have a native kids that they're interacting with and, and they're all teaching each other. And, and the bears come in from the North pole and they say, our home is melting. So you guys need to help us, you know? And, and so they start going through all these lesson plans and teaching kids on how to do things. And, and at the same time, then the kids are teaching the bears how to speak Ojibwe and, and, and culture. But here's the thing about that, too. What I want to say, too, Amanda, is that the other part about this is that, you know, the bears can speak anything. They could speak Spanish. They could speak um, Hmong. They, they could speak anything because I've had people come up to me and say, can the bears speak Dakota? Can the bears speak Ho-Chunk? <laughs> the bears can speak anything. And so that's what that's why I say, like. The kids are going to have to deal with this problem or leaving them, you know, and they're going to need the tools to deal with it. And that's what the bears are doing. So that's part of what I'm, you know, to answer your question, Hermana, that's part of the the outreach and the, and the, and the message that I've been doing and saying. So, you know, that I, I think it's been resonating with a lot of these tribes, too, because the, the, the children are very important to us. They're our future. You are listening to the Rise Up Podcast. We'll get back to the podcast after this short sponsor break. Today's episode is brought to you by the Couillard Solar Foundation. The Couillard Solar Foundation promotes the expansion of solar energy in Wisconsin through partnerships with renewable energy-focused, Wisconsin-based organizations, including the Midwest Renewable Energy Association. Our mutual goal is to enable nonprofits across Wisconsin, schools, churches, service, and other community organizations to join the renewable energy revolution. Learn more at CouillardSolarFoundation.org. And now, back to the podcast. Bob, that's really inspiring. Sounds like you're making some real inroads with tribes, uh, your own and others. And it also, I guess my impression, it seems to me, you're a great emissary for surrounding communities. And I guess my question is, is your sense that the division between the tribes and uh, surrounding communities or other interests is growing or healing. And, you know, when you look at your efforts and what you're trying to do with like energy sovereignty with the tribes, what support uh, could you use? Like what, what can the MREA and others do to help? Here's what I'm doing right now. We're putting together a huge grant with the DOE right now to build an electric vehicle network, charging network. And we're doing this in conjunction and partnership with the guys out in Standing Rock. And what this is going to be, Nick, is this is going to be our answer to the pipelines. (laughs) So you guys want to build pipelines. We're going to build an electric vehicle charging network. (laughs) And... Nick, I think that you guys could really, with your network, help us with that. Uh, We've already got great partners that are on board with this. We're already dealing with some big names already. Um, But, you know, I I would love to have the MRE involved in that or some way, somehow, just because it's also going to bring attention to our organization, right, to the MREA. And 
I never, Nick, would have gotten started on this, like I said, if I didn't go see the hippies in 2015. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I was told. They said, Bob, you're passionate about solar. You got to go see the hippies in Wisconsin because they build solar over there. And it was just one week. It was just that 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 day where I walked around and I got to see everything and Everybody there that I met was so supportive and just so encouraging. And, you know, no one knew me, right? Like, you know, and so, I mean, in a lot of respects, Nick, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing or being where I'm at right now if it wasn't for, you know, the inspiration I got from the MREA that time. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I you guys have already done enough for me. I, 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 I just can't thank you enough. But I think that this, what we're doing, is going to be huge. And because of all the attention that Lion 3 is getting right now, um, the the no DAPL movement, you know, the da- code access pipeline, all that's happening. I mean, to have those to have a bunch of Indians that are like now wanting to build electric vehicles, infrastructure. <laughs> right. And 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 put, you know, those communities to work by building this out. I mean, I just feel like that's going to be exciting. And that what I would say, Nick, is. I think where you, 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 MRA could give us a hand and give us some help with down the line here. Yeah. You know, MREA, you know, inspired me too. And the, the one thing that I keep thinking about is, you know, the leadership and how it gave you the inspiration you needed to, like you say, double down on this, these crazy ideas that now aren't so crazy. And, uh, and I guess the, the question that I keep coming back to is how do we make, uh, more Bob Blakes. How do we make more solar bears? And maybe, and we've talked about this, is this avenue of uh, developing more trainers, people who are out there, you know, training people, more more tribal trainers. And that's something that you're working on. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So uh, I was approached by this, this uh, young lady. Her name is Benya. She's from this organization called Lead for America. It's actually Lead for Minnesota, and um, we are sponsoring uh, two fellows. Uh, they do fellowships, and we Native Son is along with Lead for America is sponsoring two fellowships this coming this coming fall. One's going to be here in Minneapolis, and the other one's going to be on the Red Lake Indian Reservation. And what I hope to do, Nick, is I hope to have fellows eventually all over the place, state of Minnesota, all over the Midwest. And, you know, and they're going to go in through to do some rigorous training, but they're going to learn about policy. They're going to learn about renewable energy. They're going to learn about the, the, the solar cup program, the education initiative. They're going to learn about grant writing. We are going to send these people back into the communities just like monsters, man. I'm going to build Frankensteins and they're going to just go back and they're just going to be monsters in their community. And we're going to help support them. And they're going to start their own organizations. They're going to start their own native sons. They're going to start their own solar bears. And they're going to be carrying on this work because I realize, Nick, that I have to clone myself. I have to like <laughs> make more of me, and but I have to do it, you know, like, it, I have to do it with partners. I have to, I had to find a good partner. All right. So we've talked about cloning you a million times over. Uh, you've talked about 
the electric vehicle plans that you have as a counter to the pipelines. Uh, I also read that there's plans to do more solar at Red Lake through the four high schools there. What what else uh, is on your plan uh, for, for Solar Bear, for Native Sun, uh, for, for Red Lake here in the short term, long term? What's your vision? Where do we see all this going? You know, here's what I want to do, guys. I want to create the first renewable energy zone in the United States on a tribal nation. And whether that's whether that's the net zero community down at Prairie Island or whether that's Red Lake or whether that's Standing Rock, I want tribal nations to be classified as renewable energy zones. And the acronym for that, everyone, is REZ, R-E-Z. <laughs> So it's perfect. <laughs> and so um, so I got the idea from Australia. I, I you know, I'm a I'm a, a solar geek or, you know, whatever. And so I, I look a lot of what Australia is doing because they're like ahead of us. You know, I, I, I really believe that that's could also create like economic activity, economic opportunity. Right. In these communities by investment. So like using investment tax credits, new market credits. Right. To create the investment vehicle. You know, people seen the success that me and Ralph Jacobson have had off of our Minvest, you know, uh, crowdsourcing mechanism to uh, put together the solar projects on Red Lake. And I mean, what if we did this on a much larger basis now? Right. And so that's what I'm trying to uh, that's what I would like to see in the future. That's what I'm working on. Uh, I would like to see that get done. And I think that having Deb Hall and, and Walia Johns in some very key positions, I think we could get this done. And I think when we talk about equity, I think when we talk about a system that was never built for us, but we never really benefited off of, I think that this is a perfect, I'm not going to say reparations, but I'm just saying this would be a perfect opportunity to, 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 to do what's right, to set the record straight. You know, no one wants a handout. We want to be able to work for ourselves. We want to be able to support ourselves. We want to be able to support our own families, take care of our families. But um, I don't feel like there is nothing wrong with a little, you know, tax break from the United States government for investments for renewable energy projects on tribal lands. You know what I mean? I mean, that to me is is really important. And, and that's something that I would like to see. Yeah, Amanda, to answer your question, that's what I would really like to see. Renewable energy zones, tribal nations. And by the way, I uh, the guys up at the MTERA, the, the Midwest Tribal Energy Resource Association, told me that there's a couple of guys uh, going around the country that uh, they're asking for that too. They're quoting that. So I love that. That's awesome. There's another one of my little things going out around there. So I'm, I'm super excited about that, that. People are talking about this, but I think it, I think it's a great act of res R E Z. It totally makes sense. Your vision and your passion and it's infectious, and we're really excited to to have you on the board. And I I love your vision. Sign me up. Um, and thank you uh, for taking the time to talk with us today. You seem like an incredibly busy man. I I want to just put wind in your sails and. Well, I guess we're cloning you, so I guess we have that going for us. Uh, is there anything you'd like to leave us with, um, words of inspiration or uh, motivation? I just want to tell everybody, like, you know, let's just save this planet. You know, that's what I really want to do. I, that's what keeps me going. I look at the kids. I look at, you know, the people that can't, you know, you know, do all the stuff that, that I guess I'm able to do or whatever. And, you know, I, I, that's who we have to fight for. And so... 
that's what I would like everybody to do is just to can you continue to, you know, work hard and like, you know, uh, fight for the planet, fight for the environment. And um, thank you, Nick. And thank you, everyone, for having me. Uh, miigwech. Uh, it's been a really true honor to be on this podcast with all of you. The Rise Up Podcast is hosted by Nick Hyla and Amanda Shinebeck. Editing and sponsor copy read by Matthew Brown. Led by the Renewable Energy Association, Rise Up Midwest is a coalition of individuals, businesses, and organizations working to build support for common sense, clean energy policy, and market development. For past episodes and to sign up for new episode alerts, visit riseupmidwest.org. The Rise Up Podcast is provided for educational purposes. Views expressed by guests and MREA employees are their own and do not imply endorsement by the Rise Up Midwest Coalition or the MREA.